Mike Gibson and Nate Waldron coming to you live from AHA 2017. We're talking about post-op AFib and neurotoxins to reduce its incidence in the TNT POF trial. Talk to us about why you did this study with neurotoxins. I was fascinated to hear how you did this. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, as a cardiac anesthesiologist and as all cardiovascular professionals well know, postoperative atrial fibrillation is a huge complication after cardiac surgery. It's the most common complication consistently associated with poor outcomes, both short and long term. Um, and unfortunately, despite 20 plus years of study, there are no great um, preventative solutions at this point that are also safe. Um, and so it was our group's idea, uh, given the, the known role of uh, cardiac autonomic derangement in the genesis of both ambulatory atrial fibrillation and postoperative atrial fibrillation, as well as very promising results from a single pilot trial by Pakushloff and colleagues showing profound reduction in recurrent atrial dysrhythmias in patients with paroxysmal atrial fibrillation undergoing coronary artery bypass grafting who received epicardial botulinum. Um, that we would design a study to look at the efficacy and safety of epicardial botulinum injection to prevent postoperative atrial fibrillation. So exactly how did you do it? Yeah, so um, kind of starting at the beginning, um, we screened everybody, all cardiac surgical patients at our institution over a two-year period for inclusion into the trial. Um, we have a relatively high volume heart failure surgery um, center, and so a lot of patients who are having non-target procedures and weren't eligible to participate. We randomized, consented and randomized 145 patients, 15 of whom were dropped prior to treatment due to screen fails, um, and ended up with 130 patients allocated to either epicardial botulinum toxin or placebo saline injected in five key epicardial fat pads, the anterior fat pad as well as the fat pads associated with each of the pulmonary vein left atrial uh, junctions. Um, we performed the procedure essentially, uh, each of those locations got one milliliter of study solution. We would uh, put in cardiopulmonary bypass cannulas, uh, go on cardiopulmonary bypass, and the injections would be performed uh, at that time prior to completion of the actual surgical procedure. And what was the underlying theory in terms of the pathogenesis of AFib? Certainly. I think there's um, a wealth of literature in the ambulatory atrial fibrillation um, uh, population showing that parasympathetic or at least autonomic nervous system derangement may uh, promote the development or at least act as a trigger for atrial fibrillation. There is um, a more sparse but a collection of evidence in postoperative atrial fibrillation also showing that uh, that autonomic nervous system derangement promotes the development of postoperative atrial fibrillation. So uh, botulinum toxin is a neurotoxin that reduces the release of acetylcholine. So in animal studies, when you inject it near autonomic nervous structures uh, on the heart, you see an overall anticholinergic effect. Hmm. So redu reduction of um, dispersion of refractoriness, blocking the induction of atrial fibrillation in these uh, canine models. And so that was kind of the science behind why we thought uh, this, this might be a promising solution. So did it work? Uh, <laughs> After all that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, what we observed in our trial, our primary outcome was the time from ICU admission to first uh, episode of postoperative atrial fibrillation analyzed with both unadjusted and adjusted survival analyses. Um, and so what we saw uh, was no statistically significant difference in time to first episode of postoperative atrial fibrillation, but the hazard ratios in both the unadjusted and adjusted survival analyses were numerically lower. Similarly, in terms of incidence, um, there were no statistically significant differences in the incidence of postoperative atrial fibrillation, although the, the um, incidence of post-op AFib in the epicardial botulinum group was 11.3% lower. We did observe a significantly lower duration of first episode of postoperative atrial fibrillation, hmm. but overall no changes in burden or treatment. I see. 
uh, most importantly probably in, in terms of safety. Um, so there were no diff differences in hospital length of stay, uh, the occurrence of adverse events including those prolonging length of stay as well as mortality which was very low in our cohort. So do you think you were adequately powered? Do you think you tested the hypothesis adequately? Are you going to follow up with anything? What are you, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so um, I think that's a great point. So uh, I believe overall our trial was underpowered to detect um, more modest reductions in postoperative atrial fibrillation, which would still fall well within the range of clinical significance. Mm -hmm. uh, if the results from our trial carried forward, and so if there were a future larger scale trial showing an 11% absolute risk reduction in postoperative atrial fibrillation, that's something that could, again, uh, pending a positive trial, uh, really change perioperative care of cardiac surgical patients, provided that this remains a safe option. Sure. Great. Very interesting, fascinating Thank work. You. Thanks for joining us Appreciate here it. today, Nate. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from AHA 2017. Thank you.